Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to class six of the Michael's Minions course in Divine Guardianship. This is Reverend Chris, and I am with Vicki now. We have extended the course to be seven weeks because the amount of material that is covered and the need for a, a deeper knowledge and deeper understanding uh, was uh, made apparent to me. So we have extended it to seven weeks, and we'll be we'll be working today on curses and hexes and vows and other things that can get in the way uh, and and a lot as part of our class today. Other things that have to do with guardianship aside from um, protection from negative entities. So let's go ahead now and get in the temple and come together as one under the protection of the heart-like temple. Almighty and Most High, Father, Mother, God, angels, archangels, ascended masters, beloved Jesus, Mother Mary, Holy Spirit, higher self, beloved guardian, God, of Vicki and myself, Most High, Holy and Loving Seraphim Angels, we welcome you now to the Heart and Temple surrounding us and enfolding us in your light and your love. Your protection and healing energies. We ask you now to support us both in this class so that Vicki may receive everything that she needs and is meant to be imparted to her. Help her in her understanding and me in my uh, in my teaching to those ends. Support us fully and completely, beloved ones, and keep from us all that is not aligned with that purpose. Beloved Archangel Michael, I call upon you now when you're bound of mercy, angels, and ask that you surround this space, this heart-like temple, including the domains in which Vicki and I physically exist at this time, and above and below, to shield, defend, and protect us, Michael, from all that is not of the light 
or of the highest vibrations of divine love and light? To protect us and defend us from all intrusion and interference by that which is not in support of the goals as stated for this session. And to maintain this protection throughout this session, beloved Michael, to maintain this protection around the heart and temple. And I intend that the heart light temple itself remains in effect and, and its presence is here with us. And we in it draw off this call until it is done. Beloved Archangel Michael, I ask you now to place your beautiful cobalt blue light sphere protection around each one of us. To remove from Vicky now all negative low vibrational and demonic entities, their attachments, energies, and devices coming to her by any means. Remove them now, Michael. Take them into the divine heart of God to be healed and dealt with according to God's will. Now, Michael, please remove all dark and discarnate spirits from Vicki and her domain, along with their attachments, energies, and devices. Take these also, Michael, into the divine heart of God to be healed and restored in the light. In God's name, I ask. Beloved Michael, please cut from Becky all cords of attachment now and call her out with them. Move from her all into the energies coming through these attachments. And remove any entities from those from everything at the other ends of these attachments. Thank you, Michael. Michael, please clear and shield the energies of all the crystals, metals, and electronics in Vicky's domain. Placing cloaking shields around the electronic. Cutting from her all cords and connections to these electronic crystals and metals. And removing all entity programming energies and patterns from these things, Michael. 
serving connections to these devices for her mobile. Thank you. Now, Michael, please clear from this temple and from our own own personal energy fields, all negative, fearful, discordant, non-serving, toxic, and low vibrational energies. Remove from us and our domains and the externally based sources of these energies that remain. And I ask in addition, Michael, that you clear and shield the energies of our transpersonal chakras, removing and releasing from them any interference, programming and attachments that are not in service to our highest good or in support of their highest and best function. Beloved Ariel, please come ground uh, Vicky's energies and clear all restricted and um, blocked pathways of light. Interfering with that grounding. So that's one of the things you need to remember when when you start feeling ucky and like you've got all this crap because you actually do. Um, and that's because you're prevented from grounding it. And what grounding does is it opens up the, the energy flow from divine source down into um, the, the heart of the earth, Gaia's heart. And part of the the reason for that flow is to wash away these dense energies and wash them down into the earth where they are restored and recycled. I've been trying, but I don't feel as though I've been effectively getting it done, if you know what I mean. 
I've been trying, but I don't feel as though my words are as punchy as yours, if you understand, even though we're reading the same bit of text or you know it off path. It's like, you know, I'm just reading it and it's, I'm trying to believe what it says, but it feels as though it's not getting the job done. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, your doubt is interfering with it. So it's kind of like, well, do you, you know, Ariel is kind of like, well, do you want me to do this or not? Yeah. You know, and so you just have to begin to trust in the process. Mm. You know, to have her to have her open up these pathways and and foster the flow of energy down through you and and open you up and get rid of the gunk. Well, I haven't used Ariel actually, but I mean, you know, when I'm like I'm asking Michael to take that nausea away, that as well, so all that predominantly because that's who I've been working with. But well, you have to remember when you're asking Michael to do something and it doesn't get done, that's there's my- another reason. Yeah, that's when I need to go in. And that's when you have to start digging. You don't just get frustrated, Michael, why aren't you doing this? Or, you know, what is wrong with me that this is not that you're not listening to me? That's not the case. Mm-hmm. There when Michael does not take it away, it's because um one, he needs you to see whatever it is and understand it. Mm-hmm. Or because there's something else in place that's preventing him from doing it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Michael, speaking of which, please remove who is this, Michael? Please remove this negative entity from um from Vicky now and from all connection to her. Take it into the divine heart of God. vanquish it and remove it from her domain and disconnect her from any any external sources of it. Thank you, Michael. Now, Michael, please clear the energies of our domain. Of all, it is not of the light and not in support of the goals of this session. Please remove from my domain whatever entities, presences, spirits, connections are fostering these Nasty energies. I ask you and your band of mercy angels, Michael, to remove all of these things from us and to keep them from us throughout the course of this class, no matter what. And I call in now to Vicki and my separate domain as part of the Heartlight Temple, the pure light of divine source to fill these spaces now and everything in these spaces, including us.
Fill this space. I'm calling in the pure light of divine source to fill these spaces. These domains. Our homes and everything in them. All objects, animal, vegetable, mineral, and electronic filled with the pure light of divine source. Michael, please keep from us all cords and connections carrying other than the light of the, the highest and best vibrations of divine light and love. Okay, there's something else going on here, but I'm getting that whatever it is is meant to be uncovered as part of what we're doing in class today. Okay. Can you feel it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it, I feel like my head is swimming and I've got a frontal frontal headache that's come out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's above my left eye creeping up around my eye socket. Like that's how I know it's something it's not meant to be. That's how I know it's not a regular headache because it crawls up my, crawls around the bone of my eye. It's really funny, but in my head I see it curving around my eyeball and going up the back of my head. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to I'm going to ask you something, and I know we're stuck for time, but it is pertinent. I watched um, Starman with Jeff Bridges the other day. I've not seen it in years, and I thought, shit, I haven't cleared and I haven't told Michael to keep me safe, mm-hmm. and. It's it's about aliens, isn't it? Uh-huh. And I thought, fuck, you're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you know, it, it, that... It, I didn't know... But you need to be more aware. I mean, that's an old show, and there may have been some stuff attached to it or not. I'm kind of getting from Michael not, mm-hmm. because it wasn't that kind of a show. You know, yeah. it had a lighter energy to it anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to get much. But when you're talking about things like, you know, wait a minute. When you're talking about things like watching ancient aliens on TV mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the Sigourney Weaver alien series. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, the, talk about nasty energy. <laughs> yeah, but uh-huh. I used to like watching horror movies, but now... Well, you know, watch them, but protect yourself from them. You know, have Michael clear the energies of them. Just, it, yeah, it plays on my mind too much. Rather than defeat the bad shit like that, I'd rather not watch it and let my mind go mad, you know what I mean? Right, well, read a book. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because books are, and see, that's one of the things that frustrates me with the spiritual path, because there are times when you're not even really allowed to read books because you you don't need, they don't want you to be using the mental energy while you're going through this restructuring and healing in the energy energy field. And so all you're kind of left with is either listening to the radio or watching TV or, or movies or something. My radio's just broke, annoyingly. 
<laughs> oh well, hook up the radio on your PC. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so to get on with today's class. So today we're going to cover um, first and foremost things that we come up against with our clients and with ourselves that are not necessarily entity related but cause us just as many issues and harm as far as it, it comes to moving forward on our path and getting done what we're meant to be doing that keep us from these things and cause us real issues. And one of, you know, we have there that we've got curses, spells, vows, contracts, psychic attacks, and parallel lifelines. There's a lot of that stuff. And it's all real, and it's all out there. And so these are just other things that, I mean, these may involve McNasties or may not, but they're not necessarily part of the, the issue. So what we're looking for here is when we come up against something you know, with a client or with ourselves that just keeps on happening over and over. It's something that no matter what we do, we just can't seem to get past a certain point and break through. Um, or we're just miserable. Um, you know, the, these are the kind of things that come into play. And there are also places where, you know, as, as a guardian, as part of our divine guardianship, we're going to be called on more and more to deal with and other people and help them get relief and release from these things so that they can move forward. All right. So while we're going to explore these things that the, you know the list i have started here with is by no means complete uh, and and as i've said you can't ever and believe me i've been a victim of this so many times my own assumptions you know assuming that what i knew was all there was and that's what it had to be one you know a b or c um instead of really uh, digging, you know, and, and going on the assumption that it was A, B, or C and being frustrated because there wasn't any results yeah. instead of opening myself up to other possibilities. And it's it's a long, strong learning curve, you know, because our mind grabs hold of something and if it's solu- if whatever it is that we know is the solution, like getting rid of entities, then that's the first thing that we're going to go to. Every time something comes up, oh, there's got to be an entity. Let's get rid of the entity. And there may be an entity, but what do you do when it keeps coming back? Yeah, like me. <laughs> when it doesn't go away. When there's something, you know, it says, okay, I'm going to remove you again. I'm going to remove you again. Well, every time something like that goes on, that's when we have to move past the A, B, and C options and move on to say, well, there's got to be a D, E, F, or G. Yeah. There's got to be something else. And I can tell you, there is no, I, can, I am, I swear to God, I have to be one of the world's slowest learners. I swear I am. 
you know, because I have done this over and over and over and over again. I've got to beat you there because I'm really, I'm a slow learner as well. I really am. You've got to, it's the monkey see, monkey do with me. I've got to, I've got to have it done in plain black and white about a million times before I get the fucking picture. <laughs> Terrible. I really am. Well, you know, it was, and it's, Oh, I just did something to my laptop I've never done before. Oh, that? oh, it's not a bad thing. It's just like I pressed a couple of buttons, um, and I and I hit the wrong one by mistake, and I wound up seeing both windows open in my screen at the same time. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's well, good. <laughs> that was that was kind of cool. Leaky, but good. <laughs> yeah, you know that that was that was how it happened. All right, so let's get this down here. Now, um, so yeah, we have to go on a, on that. That we got to put on our Sherlock Holmes hat and grab the pipe and start sleuthing and saying, okay, if it isn't this, what is it? Yeah, and you see, and then every time, if we if we then add, we have A, B, C, and then we add D to the mix, then the next time something happens, well, it's got to be A, B, C, or D, you know, and we're back in the until we finally learn that when something comes up that keeps on happening that there has to be something else or we get more diligent about our initial questioning of what the issue is where we say okay is it an entity is it a this is it a that is it something else um you know until we are faced with okay it's something new that we don't know about that we've got it that we're being taught or something else that we don't normally come across that that we're dealing with and and we go into that investigation so we we have to we can look at a situation and come to some initial possible conclusions but we can't shut out Everything else. Can I just stop very quickly? Do you know, uh, you know, if we try to do a clearing and whatever, or say we've not even got round to it yet, but we plan on doing it, and, and like I've been feeling this week, incredibly sick, incredibly sick, to the point where I could have vomited the other day, or more than one day in the week. Actually, Michael gave me a bit of a break on Saturday, and I actually felt like me again for a bit. Mm-hmm. Do we always have to be in a cleared, sacred space to be able to ascertain what it is that's getting to us? Because sometimes I feel as I've got the answer straight away, and then other times I ain't got a fucking clue. Yeah, well, what happens, um, it's better if we're in a cleared and sacred space. Um, You know, the best thing that you, when you're feeling like you're under attack, is to just sort of, um, ask Michael to remove everything that is that is keeping you from communicating with spirit. Yeah. You know, that's blocking you from, from getting the answers that you need. Mm-hmm. And ask Metatron to clear your mind. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of these things that will form um, attachments and programs to our mind that really will interfere with our, our um, ability to think and they may we may not notice that we have an inability to think until we try and do something that this program doesn't want us to do 
you know. So that's when we have to um, just ask Michael for some help. Or, you know, Michael, just please help me to know what it is that's going on here. Your space doesn't necessarily have to be cleared. You know, you can say, Michael, just please clear and shield my energies and my, you know, my light bodies. You don't have to go through a lot, um, but you do have to get to at least a place where you can feel that you can connect with spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of times that, yeah, well, you know, most of the time when I'm under attack and something's going on, um, I'm certainly not clear at that point. But I'm still having this communication with spirit, with divine guidance. Okay. So no, you don't. You don't have to be clear. Um, if you did, I would. I would still be like under total attack and not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. So. Have you had to rescue me this week? Huh? Have you had to rescue me this week? Yeah, one. What day was that one? Oh, I don't even remember. I didn't even remember today was Monday, so don't ask me what day it is. <laughs> you know, so, but I just I just wonder if, if I'm doing a good job, you know what I mean? If you only have to do it once, that's not bad. But then again, how long had it been carrying on where I thought I was clearing it successfully, do you know what I mean? Oh, stop. See, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I can, you know, I have been in this process, and, and you will be too, frustrated, trying to figure out what's going on, as you're already experiencing. Um, and I am, I am teaching you, you are getting the benefit of what I have learned and what is possible and how it, how it can present, but it's up to you to get to the point where you are actively accessing that and looking for it instead of just doing the old assuming that we know what's going on that it's got to be A, B, C or maybe A, B, C or D Um, and what I have put up here are only a portion of the things that are possible when we're dealing with all of the stuff that can stop us, you know, keep us from doing what we're meant to be doing, cause us issues that hold us back. Um, and everything that comes to us isn't necessarily meant to keep us from going forward. It's just something that is operating that way. And, of course, when these things come up, they come up to us because we need to get them out of the way or we need to help our clients to get them out of the way. So you're going to be going into that same kind of place where there are going to be things come up that you don't understand or what you're thinking it is obviously isn't because it's not working. And and it took me, you have no idea how many times I yelled at Michael. (laughs) I'm gathering, I am guessing if it's been anything on the same wavelength that I've been going at him, 
Mm. <laughs> you know, oh, oh my God! I have yelled at Michael and yelled, "Why aren't you doing your job, Michael? Why aren't you doing this? You're supposed to be such like the high monkey mouse, you know, kind of thing." <laughs> and yet here, all this shit is still here. <laughs> and kind of, it's kind of like you know, Michael standing there, back, you know, standing back with his arms folded, tapping his foot. I just got that image of him shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, say what you want from me. <laughs> it's sort of like, hello. <laughs> Pick up the fucking phone. You know, I have I have limits too. You know, <laughs> this is not under my purview. This is under yours. <laughs> Once you figure out what's going on, then we can do something. Um, <clears throat> so. So these things, you know, all come in, they create re, you know, re, repetitive experiences. All of these things keep the victim from moving forward. And all of them create some kind of hardship in their lives. It could be a physical hardship, mental, financial, something in relationships, your survival hardships. All of these things create just conditions that, that foment fear, anger, grief, frustration, um, and, and are meant to do that. And I've been a victim of a number of these things, actually all of them. <laughs> so, and, and just getting to the bottom of what the heck this is sometimes takes a lot of sleuthing. You know, and as I said here in the guide, it's, it's, it's up to us to figure it out. Because and, and we never know right off what it is, because a lot of these things seem the same on the surface. That's the trickery, isn't it? Yeah, and that's when we have to start digging deeper and ask, instead of assuming right away that because it looks like something we already know on the surface that that's what it is, that's when we start asking questions. Michael, is this what it is? Um, because, as I've written here, there is no neon sign flashing over somebody's head saying, boop, boop, okay, this is a curse, boop, boop, nope, this is a parallel lifeline. It's not going to say that. <laughs> you know, not going to happen. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to be there. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> So, you know, so, so we have to dig because there's nothing that's going to tell us. We, we'll get the signs. And usually I have found, um, to my own chagrin, that when I get to the point of frustration where I say, screw it, Michael, I'm giving up, I've had enough, I'm not doing it anymore, I'm done with this. Yeah. Uh, and I walk away and I just go on to do something else or whatever. And somewhere in that time of, of releasing it, that giving up, that surrender, is when all of a sudden it occurs to me what it, what it must be. Yeah. It'll come to me. It's funny, I was in the shower the other day, and I just kept repeating Shekinah, and I can never remember how you pronounce it, and you pronounce it Shekinah, and it's almost like I was being given a name to remember it. I don't know why I was bloody saying it. Mm. I just kept I just kept saying the name, and I thought, why the fuck am I saying the name? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's it's got to do with um, 
releasing, isn't it? Oh, what is Shekinah again? Oh, Shekinah is the angel of unity. That's it, yes. And and yes. Shekinah is the angel that she presides at wedding ceremonies and unifies the soul. <laughs> oh, that's the two really souls. Because I was thinking about me and that getting married as well. We've been talking about it heavily lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good. But then again, I, you know, why you're talking about me taking on a ship, potentially. Right. Right. That too. Yeah. It's not been, he's not been doing an incredible job of that lately. Mm. He's been trying, but I just don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, in for most of these things that that we're dealing with today. Archangel Raziel is going to be the, the go-to angel. It's going to be our main source of assistance in order to clear these things. Got the knowledge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. The Akashic Record. Um, you know, he's also, you know, big into the the third eye and, and psychic vision. He's also... Um, you know, has a, he'll, he has a lot to do with chakras. And 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 the aura, and Raziel is just he's he's kind of like the magician of the angel angel world. Yeah. <clears throat> if there's anything you want to know how to get done metaphysically, Raziel is the one to go to. He's one of the one. Him and Israfel, who is the angel of of music, of sound, are the ones that I call in when I do the essences. Of course, yeah. You know. <clears throat> Because they know they know the uh, what has to be done. So first thing we're going to cover is curses, spells, and hexes. These are all variations of the same thing. Excellent. <laughs> 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 but I have found that you can't call a hex a curse or a curse a hex. You have to address a hex as a hex. You treat it the same way, and it acts the same way, pretty much. But the the energies that form it are different than the energies of, say, a curse or a spell. So the the spells are kind of like the mildest form of these things for some reason. I don't know why but, um, they are. And for in my experience, I really haven't come across much in the way of spells, negative spells. Um, it's more in curses and hexes. Yeah, yeah, and the people that do these things uh, take them very seriously. A spell has a life cycle as well, you know, it's usually working with the lunar activity, you know, that occurs, that can be indefinitely for at least as long as a person is alive. And beyond. Yeah, because it's that contract again, isn't it? Well, the, once you levy, it depends on how the curse is levied, you know. If if the curse is levied upon this this person to be miserable and soul and et cetera, et cetera, and whatever, uh, for some reason it hasn't been released, it just carries on with the, with the soul energy. Mm. <clears throat> it's still there. Meaning that somebody can't cross over, potentially. Well, no, it just means that the curse is there um, and stays with, that that person in the oversoul until they reincarnate and beyond. Yeah, and it just keeps it's active. 
You know, it stays in, in the Akashic Records. It's active in in other lifetimes. That's scary. Well, and yeah, because what happens is that the long, the more lifetimes that we have, the more shit that we're carrying from all the other ones. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm constantly going over this with Michael and the angels. Look, isn't it enough that I'm dealing with this crap in this lifetime? Why do I have to be connected to and dealing with it in all these other lifetimes where it was a pain in my butt? Exactly. At the same time, you know? Let me get through this this time and be successful and disconnect me from all the rest of the stuff. Exactly. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite work like that because as long as... You know, it's not their choice. As long as we're resonating with that energy, it's going to connect us to other times and lifetimes where that existed. Mm. Because of that same, you know, that pond that that that, that, that we're swimming through, uh, mm. all of that stuff is surrounding us all the time. Mm. So, um, when it comes to curses, they, you can never be sure, right, you know, you can't say, oh, that's a curse. Like I said, you're not going to have a neon blinking line. Now, what may happen is you may come up, you know, in your abilities and your connection with Michael or with Raziel, either one will be able to tell you, mm-hmm. is to to come up with that, you know, build a rapport with them in which you can recognize when they are telling you, okay, this is a curse, you know, or this is a psychic attack, or this is a vow or spell or contract or whatever it is. Mm. But curses happen, and, okay, for my example, the, the big one that I went through last year that I'm actually still dealing with some of the fallout from, um, happened and and what it caused me to do was it caused all of my business my spiritual business to just die I lost all of my clients I had no and I didn't lose them they just stopped doing business with me I had no income from my spiritual business except for one remaining client who finally left um, for three months. That was, yeah, it was awful. I could, you know, I could get things from other people. I could earn money at other things. But I, I, there was nothing happening with my spiritual business. I mean, there were people contacting me about things, and I would contact them back, and it would be like it fell into an abyss. I would never hear from them again. You know, things just not happening. And so that's how that showed up in my life. Something was stopping me from manifesting things through my spiritual business. And that's your really your life. Yeah, and it was just it was it would get to a certain point. Like I said, I would get emails and messages on my website, blah blah blah. I answer them back, nothing, nothing. Like I what like I had become invisible. Like I had no voice. Um, it was just totally weird and frustrating. See that I could see that's what happened. It was like there's this big 
steel wall around me, right? Yeah, where it would only get so far and no further. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that's how that operated in my life. And I finally was like, "What the heck is going on?" And there were a lot of different layers to it. This particular curse. Um, had activated so many things in my life and in past lives that I had, you have no idea how many layers I've gone through in getting down to the point where I finally recognized it, the the overall thing as a curse to release and all. So curses, curses are nasty. And they usually have a specific purpose. It's not like, okay, you're cursed forever and a day and you will never, you know, never take another breath, et cetera, et cetera. It never affects the entire portion of your life. It's always focused on a specific area. Because the curse is a response kind of in kind for some some kind of... Uh, something that another person uh, has taken issue with. If they feel that you have done to them. Mm. So that's when the, when the curse comes about and, and it's formed. And it can, and the curse is normally in these, these cases, they're actual curses that are said, you know, allowed for people to not, Um, trying to remember where I was. I lost it there for a second. Oh, I wonder why that. Wonder why that happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, something else popped into my head, and I lost where I was. Um, so when you're when you're dealing with a curse, it's hard to pinpoint. The best indication that you have is that there is something really wrong in some area of either your life or another person. Can the curse be born from Joe Public who's got a really shitty umbrage, he's took umbrage to you, or does there have to be a ritual involved or patch very weak with this? Well, we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. And okay. um, <clears throat> These curses are fairly formal, um, conscious, declarations of harm directed at another person. You know? I wish you would fall and break your fucking neck, you idiot. My sister used to wish me dead. She used to tell me to drop dead all the time. You know? Yeah, but that's that's just... It's different if it's just an initial anger you know, an anger response, that kind of dissipates. But when it's something that's deeply held for a long time, and there's a lot of emotion and intensity behind it, yeah. that's when it becomes a curse. And it can also be a formally formal ritual. Can you actually be responsible for activating a curse on somebody and not be aware that you've done it? Yeah. Okay, now that's scary. Yeah, um, and and again, and that's what, and we'll do that. We'll just 
because that's what we call psychic attacks. Yeah, yeah. Is when we get really pissed off at somebody, <laughs> and we're not talking to them, we're talking about them, mm-hmm. pissed off and directing our anger toward that person, and you know, then but once we're done with that, then we're done. Even though there's still a low level of I don't want to, you know, kind of like somebody does something to you and you get really ticked off and you're really angry at them and what happened and you don't ever want to have anything to do with them again. This was another, this was another aspect, another experience that I had where somebody did this and Basically, you know, I never, I, this person never confronted me, (laughs) but was angry about something that I did that affected their life. And they weren't happy about the, the outcome. And so they got really, really angry with me and spouted off, spouted off threats. Um, And so that was transmitted to me as the intent of this person in saying those things was not to levy a curse, but just a very forceful, powerful, verbal harangue sent in my direction or about me. And this became a psychic attack. And in this case, um, this person had an entity attachment, dark spirit attachment, that um, actually administered this curse, this psychic attack into my life. So, you know, I was dealing with not only the the effects of this attack, but with the entity as well. So that was was kind of not fun. But, yeah, they operate in much the same way. The difference here is that one is a conscious declaration and, uh, you know, directing harm at somebody. And the other is probably, you know, more like a venting of being pissed off and talking about somebody. And that that energy gets directed at them and becomes then a psychic attack, even though they don't realize that they have done so. Yeah, it's like when you told me to quit the psychic attack with my mum, I didn't even realize I was doing it. But, you know, the worst thing is mum felt everything she's very sensitive as well she she felt the black coming off me if you understand uh-huh yeah that's why she put the thing down she said i had to cut the wall because i couldn't tolerate the depth of black that you were throwing in my direction yeah and i i felt awful but better when we discussed it and you know you told me what to do to do to bring in yeah so so what we need to do in order to lift a curse and, get, and to get somebody cleared of it or ourselves, um, 
everything, you know, all of the stuff in this section, the curses, the spells, all of this just acts as part of those things that are permissions or contracts of some kind that we can't be protected from as long as they're active. You know, Michael cannot protect us from the consequences of these things as long as they're active because they're operating as a permission. We're broadcasting that because it's part of, it's embedded in our um, energy fields. Okay. So what we need to do is get it out of our energy fields and every place else that that is uh, connected to it. When you remove it, we have to remove it from the person's matrix, energy matrix, light matrix. It has to be removed from their Akashic records. Um, And it has to be removed from the records of the person who created the curse and anywhere else it may be recorded or active. Okay. Once that's done, then we have to clear and heal the damage and wounds that have been created as a result of the curse and the actions of the curse in that person's life. You know, there's often a lot of um, belief work that comes with that, releasing false beliefs associated, you know, developed by and through the the actions of the curse, um, beliefs about ourselves, beliefs about our lives in the world, et cetera, et cetera, um, that come to us as part of our experience while we are under the influence of this curse and we don't know that that's what it is, so we start developing beliefs associated with that curse. You know, they also have to be removed. So, um, in doing that, we're going to call on Archangel Raziel to help us with that. And let's go through a couple things here, and then we'll we'll do this, which is apparently why you have this issue today, so that we can move through this and you can see how it works. You still there? Oh, we're getting that weird, some kind of a weird signal again. You there? I'm going to hang up. Oh, just dropped. Okay. Beloved Archangel Michael and Angels of Electronics and um, Angels of Communication on Canon. Please clear the lines of communication between us. Remove all entity interference and other interference that is preventing us from doing what is needful today. Clear this up, beloved one. Get it back. Remove from her end anything that's causing it. Close the mind.
Beloved angels, please restore this connection now. This electronic communication now. Remove all that is getting in the way that does not serve us and serve our purposes today. Michael, who is this? Is this a psychic attack that's going on here, Michael, with her? Who is it from? From her mother? A friend of hers? There you are. Oh, my God. Why the hell did that happen? Well, because there there are things that are going to be um, discovered that apparently didn't want to be discovered. You're telling me. I mean, I, I had that up on my phone. My computer died. Suddenly, all right again. I mean, what the fuck? I look like a liar. <laughs> no, that's okay. I totally understand. Oh my god. So anyway, let's get back to it. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. This stuff happens. Yeah. Okay. So, um, vows. Vows can be something in the nature of religious, spiritual marriage uh, vows or personal promises, like vowing to protect someone or vowing service or allegiance, something on, on that order that we do either at some point in the current lifetime or in a past lifetime. And vows can actually... Um, affect us um, through our ancestral lineage as well. Yeah. And so they can also then be negative vows, like vowing to seek vengeance on somebody. And, you know, or, or some other such thing. So that becomes more in the nature of a curse when that's done, but it's still, you know, it, it's purported and, and created as a vow. Yeah. So it's not great to occur. Yeah, it, it kind of acts like that. So, which makes it a little hard to, to figure out. But in this case, it doesn't matter quite so much because we still treat it the same way. We're still going to ask for Raziel to remove it from us or from our client, from the Akashic Records. 
of both parties or all parties because it, you know some of these things there may be more than two people involved. Yeah, could be like um, I know like ridiculous example. I don't know if they use vows, but like KKK, you know, it could be a group of people, couldn't it? Yeah. So we go ahead and we get asked him to release, uh, you know, all parties involved from from whatever the vow is and clear up the damage that was done. Again, release it and erase it from the Akashic Records, erase it from us, erase it from everywhere it exists, remove the energies of it, heal it, clear it uh, in, in, in the same way. And as you're going through this process, you need to be, you know, and, and when you're doing this, of course, you're in, you're in the temple and you're connected to spirit and to the angels. So you need to be maintaining an aware, that connection and aware of it so that as you're doing this clearing, you'll get to a certain point where you may think that you're done and you'll either feel or in your case see something that says, no, there's a little bit more to get done here and to get some guidance on what the next step would be. You know, what else needs to be cleared or healed? Yeah. Okay. So then we go to contracts. And again, these can be contracts that are made either in this lifetime or in other lifetimes. And, you know, for the same same reasons as, as say, vows, you know, the vows uh, would have been made. And But they can also be, say, business contracts or business deals or things of, of some kind. Um, and remember, in, in past lives and, and in our ancestral times, a, a contract, a handshake was a contract. Yeah. You know, you agreed to something with somebody else. And... So when the issue arises, it can be for two reasons. Either the contract hasn't been fulfilled and the other party is still holding you responsible, or it's just something that's carried on because it was never released through lifetimes or whatever. And, you know, an example of this, say, is when um, two people get divorced. Yeah, well, cancelled it in the eyes of God, so to speak. And so, yeah, there is, there is a, it's a contract, it's a vow, it's you name it, it's, it's all of those things, it's a combination. And when two people get divorced, the court papers don't do the spiritual end of things. They don't take care of the metaphysical aspect of the joining of two people together. Yeah. And so that is something then that has to be released from both parties. That It's a contract between them, you know, that has to be released from both parties, you know, and the soul contracts have to be released between them. You know, and the soul separation has to come in. And um, so there also can be soul contracts which are, say, like a marriage contract, which are deeper commitments. And they also, the soul contracts can also be created um, before we ever get here as, as, you know, we're going into planning um, what we're going to accomplish in this lifetime, our plan, and our cooperation with other people's plans. 
So there could be a sole contract in which we agree to come, you know, to do something for someone else in this lifetime. Do you ever, do you know when you're planning and everything to come down here, do you ever knowingly, could you ever knowingly take on, um, like, um, a contract if it, if it involves the rest of your soul family, like your soul group, would you take that on or would you, would you never knowingly take it on to try and dissolve it in your current lifetime? Anything that is affecting you and your own spiritual growth or path is, is, you know, is grist for the mill. You could take it on if you, if you wanted to do that. Mm. So you could go in there, eyes wide open, knowing full well that you have unfinished business. Well, I know that you do that anyway, but I mean like that there's an additional um, curse or something attached to you. Would you ever be fully aware that that was going on? Well, you would before you got here, yes. But once you get here, just like everything else, you don't know it until it crops up. Yeah. Because part of the deal with your coming in here is to being able to release it. Yeah, to get through that portion, you know, to release it from from you, and and if there's a, you know, if it applies to others, to release it from them as well, um, and and to move forward from it, through it, and out of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, for example, my son Justin had a soul contract with me, um, a protection contract. Yeah. And there were, um, you know, he came to live with me because on his end of things, he needed a home. But also because he was there to protect me, not physically so much. He was protecting me, you know, um, through, you know, through the heart, through association, through companionship, but also um, financially. Yeah you know, and doing things for me uh, and whatever. He actually, my other son and him, I got into a shouting match with my oldest son back when he was like, I don't know, 19. And he was having his girlfriend in the house Mm. to spend the night. And apparently he had been drinking and who knows what else. We got into a shouting match and he got up into my face calling me all kinds of names and threatening me with all kinds of shit. Mm. And Justin got in the middle of it. He says, don't you dare. Don't you dare. And the two of them got into a fight. And I stopped Justin. He was getting ready to pull out a knife. Fucking hell. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And I saw him go for it. And I just screamed and stopped my lungs. There's Justin, no. And he stopped. And that's when he sat and got out, you know, he sat on his bed and got out of it. And, you know, in the meantime, my oldest son, it was a, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. That was after my husband had left before. Yeah. And the boys were in meltdown. So, you know, that was just another part of, of this protection contract that he had. Mm. So, you know, he had that. I'm just getting, I really need to, I haven't paid attention to releasing him from that, and I need to do that. Um, 
So, you know, that was active. That was the sole contract that was made before, you know, he got here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if the contracts aren't released, um, and say we would serve another lifetime together, he may feel for some reason if he's in my life, not as a son, whatever role he's playing, somehow, um, you know, feel protective of me for some reason or another. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, soul contracts are not usually negative and damaging in themselves. But they just get in our way. Yeah. You know, they get in our way of doing other things because we're still tied to whatever this is. Now, if there is, say, a contract that we've reneged on and the other person is angry at us, then that sets up, you know, psychic attack or curse or something like that can can come into play that we haven't fulfilled our end of the contract. So these can be holdovers from other lifetimes. They can happen in this lifetime. I don't sense, and I and I have no experience of them, contracts as such being um, something that carries through from from our ancestral lineage. Okay. This is more something that's a, a past life thing, um, personal thing between you and another person. Yeah. Unless possibly, you know, you have made some kind of a... But, you know, a contract wouldn't involve, you know, more than you and a couple of other people you know, or maybe a few people. And and so I I can't see that a contract would bind your descendants. Yeah. Metaphysically. Um, unless it was a situation in which there was inheritance, you know, of like land and properties and things like that. That's a different situation. But um, metaphysically, um, I don't see any situations where a contract in itself would, would be binding throughout Um, the ancestral lineage. The only time that that might possibly happen is if there's some kind of trauma associated with the contract. Yeah. You know, like like you had to to sign away your home and all your belongings to pay for a debt. Mm. Something on that nature. Which created, you know, trauma, which was recorded in the DNA, which gets passed down. Yeah. Because it would be that poverty consciousness again, wouldn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that hits us everywhere from our ancestry, through our past lives, through experiences in this life. And, you know, not just our our own experiences, but others' experiences. Yeah. All right. Um, So, again, they can also be the contracts and holdovers from other lifetimes. And contracts and vows can be very similar and you know, and any of these can turn nasty and, and become psychic attacks or curses. Say that you had um, a marriage in another lifetime, 
and you abandoned the, so you abandoned the marriage for someone else. Yeah. And the other person is left, you know, holding the bag and grief, et cetera, et cetera, and and really sending nasty things to you. Um, and those things could hold over in other lifetimes. Yeah. Because they're unresolved business. Yeah. All right, so again, in this case, we're going to call on Archangel Raziel to release all parties involved from the contract, erase it from their Akashic records, from their matrices, the matrix is the light body matrix, Mm -hmm. um, and from anywhere else it's held, and then call on Raphael to heal all the non-serving consequences of the contract from both parties. Is it possible to do that for somebody? Like, would it be possible for me to do that for Matt? with his ex-wife abandoning their marriage, could I do that on behalf of somebody else? Yeah, all you have to do is ask. Yeah. You know, ask ask Michael if if you have, uh, or your higher self, ask Michael if you have permission to do that. I know this is going to sound ridiculous because how the hell would you know, but how will I know whether I have permission? Well, ask, ask Michael. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> okay. Then ask, use your higher self. You know, it's funny because whenever I use my truth signal, I don't feel as though I get the truth. I know that sounds ridiculous. Well, no, it's not because your your truth signal um, can be affected by your energies. Yeah, it's temperamental the best of times. Well, um, just anytime you feel like you're not getting... Do you do um, muscle testing? No, I've seen it done. Um, my friend, well, my old friend used to do it. He's not a friend anymore, but he used to do it. But I don't really know how to do it. I've seen it done, but... Okay, so right now, take your left hand. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Left-handed. Okay, so take your right hand. Okay. And put your pinky and your thumb, the tips of your pinky and your thumb together. Done, yeah. Okay, so you got a little circle there. Yeah. And you're not pressing them real hard. You're just holding them together. They're in contact. Yeah. All right, so now take your index finger and the thumb mm-hmm. of your right hand. Left hand. Left hand, rather. And yeah. touch them together. Yeah. And tuck that up into the circle in your in your left hand. So like a link, basically, like two links. Yeah, it does, you don't have to push it in there real hard. You're just connecting it. You're putting those two fingers up in that circle and so that you're you're touching the other fingers, but you're not really forcing yourself in there. You're just touching. All right. So now let's do something. Say, say, um, my name is Vicky. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it. Hang on a minute. I'm going to put in my, I'm going to link in my index finger and my thumb in and around the other circle. No, you're just putting it, you're just tucking it into. Right. Okay. You're tucking it into the hole of the circle. So now just say, with your with your fingers tucked in there, my name is Vicky. My name is Vicky. All right. Now try, and as you say that, now try uh, separate your index and your thumb of your left hand, and push yes. against the other two the other two fingers. Right. My name is Vicky, and if you have trouble, if there's tightness, you know, if it doesn't want to release. Mm, very easily, then that's a yes. Okay. 
if it comes right apart, then that's a no. Yeah, that's giving it. My name is Vicky. My name is Jerry. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a subconscious thing. So you can also do this, you know, is bacon the best thing for me to eat today, you know? <laughs> yeah. You don't do that. But, um, you know, <laughs> so, but if you feel like you're getting garbage from your truth signal, do this, test your your energies by doing this, you know, do, you know, my name is Vicki. And if, if your fingers come flying apart, it means that your energies are, are imbalanced. Yeah. And it can ask Metatron then contact coming in to clear me. Right. Just ask Metatron to come balance your energies. And once that is tested again to make sure you're you're good to go, and then your true signal should be fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that can they can get bollocked up. So don't just be aware that that can happen, and do the muscle testing like I just showed you how to do, and and you can get to the bottom of it. Yeah. So yeah. So ask ask what's going on. Mm. You know, find out whether you have the ability and, and permission to do that. Okay. And you can also go kind of directly, instead of just asking Michael, you can um, you can kind of go a connection from your higher self. You connect with your higher self and ask to connect with their higher self and get higher self permission. to clear all that stuff. Because it probably isn't doing his ex any good either. Well, it's almost, I just feel, um, and I say I just feel, I just feel as though she's not entirely happy that he's moving on, even though she's been married again and cheated on her second husband um, and is with her current partner now. I just get the undertone that she's not happy that he's found true love because me and Matt aren't just, we aren't just a flimsy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to get married and then I'm going to fuck him off and take him for everything he's got. That's not what we are. Yeah. I feel as though she's judging me by her own disposable attitude towards marriage because he bumped into his old mother-in-law, his ex-mother-in-law at the weekend, and I don't think it was a mistake. I think that that was... I think that... I know it sounds really negative and pessimistic, but I almost think he, if she was sent to case to case it out, because I think they all expected us to be together on the weekend. No, that wasn't, that, you know, it was more in a matter of bringing up this issue to you so that you could deal with it. Right, okay. Okay. Yeah. Stop going into the deeper, darker, egoic bullshit aspects of things. I know, and that's why I'm thinking I'm not really one to think like that, but I don't really know. Don't think. Yeah. Just let it be. Oh, we ran into her mother. What does that mean? Okay. Yeah, I did think that. From a higher level. From a higher level, not a low-down, dirty bullshit kind of thing. Get rid of that stuff. Get rid of the anything that anything that reeks of gossip that's going on in your mind. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So just go ahead and, and you can connect higher self to higher self and get permission to, to do the clearing and, and the release. Um, you know, I'm getting that, that you should have no problem doing that. 
Um, and any time that you want to, you know, you see that somebody that you could, you know, you'd like to be able to help or do something for that is not a client of yours, um, you need to get that permission. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't just do it. I mean, you could, it's got but it's not going to do any, it's not going to do any good. It's not even going to get to them if it's, if it's not allowed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why did you word it again? Um, obviously, you asked Raziel to come in, uh, including both of us. Um, oh, mind you, would I need to bring Matt and his ex into the Artlight Temple to do that? No. Just, just Matt then. Yeah. Right. That's okay. Fine. <clears throat> so just bring him in and do it. Um, how am I saying it again? Just asking Raziel to... Yeah, uh, you know, call on Archangel Raziel, and we'll do this in a minute because we're going to do a kind of an example here. Um, Sorry, I'm not trying to get you to do it for me. I just want to know what I need No, to that's okay because you need to need to be... Um, you, I need to be exercising this really to... Yeah. Okay. okay. So the next thing is psychic attacks. And we've talked about those already. And so similar to curses, but there is no um, direct conscious intent behind it to create a curse or create bad conditions in somebody else's life. There may be words to that effect, but, you know, in reality, if you ask the person 10 minutes later, did they want, you know, did they really want to cause harm to somebody, they would say, no, I was just venting. But at the same time, at that point, it's kind of too late. Yeah. Because that energy has already been directed to that place strongly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's a condition in which they're venting went, but they're still kind of holding on to it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, just waiting for the next, you know, it's kind of one of those situations when somebody does something to you that you don't like and you're angry with, and you, you know, you do the hollering, yelling, the venting kind of thing. And, but you still have a relationship with them. Yeah. So you're kind of holding that string of, of ill intent there because you're waiting for them to do something like that again. To nip it in the bud or just to procrastinate over it. Well, you're, just, you're not really, it, it's like, I don't mean waiting as you're waiting for to do something. You're kind of expecting that something like this will happen again. Yeah. yeah. And so you're kind of holding that energy. Mm. And so that, you know, really kind of um, puts more energy into this psychic attack. Because you're expecting that they're going to do something like that again. And you're, and you're putting your energies toward them not doing it. Mm you know, toward toward your anger about them already having done it and you're not going to allow them to do it again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this comes, you know, as we talked about, it's, it's something that's done vocally. There's a lot of emotion in it, yelling and screaming about somebody else and what the hell they're doing and blah, blah, blah. And it, it goes to that person. Yeah. It's not just your... 
um, sitting around drinking a beer talking about what the hell did so-and-so do? You know, I, that really pissed me off that they did that. Why did they do that? Yeah, I'm talking about strong emotions. Stewing over it and stewing over it and getting some worked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, when you've got really strong emotions about something that, that you're directing at somebody else, that creates a psychic attack. Mm. All right, and so, again, with a curse, there can be, ent- as with a curse, there can be entity involved in this, um, where entities will take these psychic attacks and it's like, whoa, goody, I have, you know, I got something to do here. And they'll take and, and they'll run with it. Yeah, it really. They will, they will administer this psychic attack um, by making the other party miserable, according to whatever was set upon, you know, the, the attack. And normally it is either demonic entities or dark spirits who will, who will do this. And what's the longevity on these psychic attacks? Is, is, it, is it as long as you feel that way and then it's done with? Or, you know, does it go on under the surface? And Once the energy of the psychic attack is released, it has a life of its own. Once it attaches to you, it's there. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when entities are carrying out these attacks and administering them, um, it can it can go on like for it's not like it has a shelf life or anything or a half life. Yeah. It just it's there, and it's just like anything else. You've got to remove it, or it's not gonna not gonna go away. It's a bit like a program running in the background on your PC, then. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you know, just because even if you and the other person make up, it's that unresolved residual density that's there. Right. Every one of our thoughts are energy, and every thought that we think is energy that's transmitted out into the universe. Delivering to all different kinds of people. It's a bit like Harry Potter when all the owls are delivering the mail. It's a bit like if every thought if every thought was on a piece of string with a plastic cup, like you can just see all these owls farming all these pieces of string out to people and it connecting. That's how I kind of think about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, but and so, but the denser the thought, you know, the more energy it carries. Um, you know, these these things are there. They're energy, and they're there. And the denser they are, the less likely they are to dissipate anytime soon. Yeah. And you know, we can send them to people, and they get attached, and especially if. You know, all of these things are always worse and always more likely if whatever is coming to you resonates with something that's already there in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, if something is calling, somebody is sending you a psychic attack, say, you know, basically, um, I hope. I hope that so-and-so never has another good relationship in their entire freaking life. Mm. They're useless. They're liars. They're blah, 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 blah. And, and I just, I hope that they learn their lesson because they, you know, that nobody ever has anything to do with them again. Mm. And if the other person has self-doubt about their worthiness or lovability or et cetera, et cetera, like most of us do, 
that is going to stick. It's just going to be boom, you know. So then there's going to be fear of never having another relationship again. Yeah. You know, there may have been a small fear about being able to have successful relationships and whether you have any value for other people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but once you get that psychic stack come in, that gets magnified. Mm-hmm. And basically all of these things do that. Same way that regu- you know, entities do that. If you already have in past life experiences, if you already have something in your current field of experience and emotional energies and vibrations that are and wounds that are resonating with something that's coming into you as a as a psychic attack or valor, whatever it is, spell, curse, hex, um, whatever is coming into you, if you are resonating with that, it magnifies it. The difference here is that these things are sent to you. They aren't already, it isn't you attracting them. You see what I mean? We may have vibrational energies of um, unworthiness that we're sending out that are attracting other things, but we don't attract curses, vows, contracts, and psychic attacks to us. Yeah, they've got to be, you've got to be sought out and cherry-picked. You know, those things come to us, and they come to us, and they they wreak havoc with us because there's parts of us that are resonating with the energies of them mm. and their intent and the negative parts of them. Now, having said that, the issue that you're feeling in your frontal lobe the top of your head is a psychic attack. Right, okay. I've been feeling it a hell of a lot lately, Chris. It's not yeah. I'm taking tablet for. No. I've asked and asked, but I don't. I'm right, so definitely. right now, it's it's a psychic attack, and the thing I'm going to ask you to do is to sit with it and ask to be shown where it's coming from. Okay. Who who is this come from? Michael. Maybe get a visual of the other person because that's the way you operate. I'm seeing two people. Um and I don't even know if I'm right thinking Betting that it's one of the two that you're seeing. I, I don't know if I'm right with the female. I don't know. Ask Michael. I get that he's shaking his head, but I don't know. Like shaking his head as if say, yeah, nodding his head. Well, ask, is it this one, Michael, or is it that one? Now, I've just asked if it's the female, and I've just got a thump in my chest. Okay. Um, and asked if it was the other one, and I just got him looking at me standing there, stock still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm and I'm in agreement with that. It, it is the female. Because it's funny, I felt a shift. I felt a shift about a fortnight ago, and um, she, I was at 
I was at the psychic fair. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background because I think I don't know. I think I think this makes sense. I was at the psychic fair and I was on about me and Matt getting married, and she gave me this really peculiar look. It's really uh, she kind of she took her head back and she kind of looked at me all gone out, and I thought, and I said, you know, Matt was smiling, and I thought, fucking hell, was I the only one that saw that? Either as either I saw her a reaction in her head on her physical body and that's and I kind of saw her thought pan out in her physical expression in her facial expression mm-hmm. or she actually did it and she looked she kind of looked back and drew a shoulder in her head back and say what the fuck that we've, we've been talking to marriage ever since we've been in that circle of friends and I think it's connected to me having an association with her good friend who she does affairs with because I'm so excited about the new shop and I don't know whether she's threatened or not. Okay, I'm getting that that's it. Yeah, and I and I felt it very strongly because I've spoken to Liz about it, and Liz don't know what she's done wrong, but she's felt her drawback. And um, it's almost as though I'm no competition, but she don't know that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, all right, so now you, you understand what is going on. And so you, now you get the mechanics of the psychic attack. Yeah. How, and I, it, how it works and how it comes into being. I mean, I've even been on Facebook with her today, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that she's unaware of it. Yeah, she Which, just. But there's an underlying um, frustration or anger. Yeah. About the situation that is being directed at you. Mm. You know why her and not me? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, kind of, kind of a thing going on. Yeah, yeah, I do feel as though she's a little bit jealous of our relationship. So, you know, and but you know that's that's her thing. So, not mine and Matt's, mine and Melissa's friendship. Right, right. Okay, so, so you have been under attack by this person. Person doesn't know it, but you are being attacked by her. And ask, look now to get a sense of whether there is entity involvement in this. As soon as you said that, I just see a big black guy stood behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even thinking about it. That's just what came to me straight away. Right, absolutely. So go with that because that's, that's right. Okay. Right, and this, this, this is a, a dark spirit that's apparently associated with her. Okay. And unknown to her is probably the reason that she's not getting the things that she desires. Yeah. It's what's keeping people from her. Yeah. Okay. So you see the dark spirit. So it's pacing. It's just the pacing. It's the movement that I can pick up. He's completely, his shoulders are so broad, he, he, he extends beyond her shoulders, and she's a very tall, big lady. Mm -hmm. You know, but she's thick set, you know, she's ever build. And his his shoulders even extend, it's like he's an aura, do you know what I mean? Uh It's like as big as as the third layer, you know, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now, you see that, you see what the issue is. The first thing we have to do is we have to release from you the psychic attack. Okay. All right. 
And so what you're going to do is call in Archangel Ra- And let me, I'll do this so that you get a feel for what it is. Okay. Okay? So you can, so you can experience what it is and, and hear me doing it. Okay. So you get clear and centered. Archangel Raphael, we call upon you now in the Heartlight Temple. And we ask you to release from Vicky this psychic attack that's been levied upon her. Release all of its energies from her, all of its patterns and constructs. Remove it now and erase it from her Akashic records and from the Akashic records of the person who sent this to her. Renew now, beloved Archangel Michael, this dark spirit who has been administering this attack and fostering it. Remove it from Vicky and her domain. Remove it from the source host. Take it into the divine heart of Almighty God to be healed and restored in the light. So be it in God's most holy name, and so it is. Oh, that's gone. Jeez, my eyes feel so effy. Like, it, a, like a big elastic band has just been taken from around my head. Mm-hmm. Beloved Archangel Raphael, please come heal all damage that has been done to Vicky and her matrix through this psychic attack and this entity's activities. Razi, I'll remove all the entities' presence and activities from uh, the Akashic records of all involved. Remove the psychic attack from any place else that it is recorded and can be activated. Interesting that that was held in your neck, in the left side of your neck. Hmm. Yeah. And then... 
the neck recently has not felt too restricted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can still feel density in my forehead, but I think truly I just need to get out and blow the cobwebs off. I think that's a bit of stuffiness. But um, that really deep piercing throbbing and what looks like a red stroke orange glow that I see when I feel the pain in my head, that I know is not mine. That, that of Michael, please clear. From Vicky now, remove all psychic cords and connections. That exists between Vicky and this other person. And remove all that has come through this connection from her. Shield her and protect her from return of any such attachments and connection with Michael. Shield her from the domain of this person and everything in it. Remove from her everything that has come to her from this other person's domain. Beloved Raphael, Shamuel, please bring healing to the person who has levied this psychic attack upon Shiseki. Bring healing to the wounds that have fostered the attack and allowed entity interference. Beloved Archangel Uriel, I call upon you now and ask that in all the places where there has been darkness in Vicky's being in her matrix, that they be filled now with the pure light of divine source. That they be cleansed and purified in this light. Beloved Hadroniel, I ask you now to fill all the places damaged and connected to this psychic attack with divine love.
Mm. There's a second entity here with this. Mm. I know, I can fucking see it inside of me. Yeah. Just fucking walking up and down. Piss yeah. off. You love it, Archangel Michael? <clears throat> Please remove this secondary entity as well. Remove it from Vicky's domain, from the domain of its source host. Take it into the divine heart of God, there to be healed and restored in the light. So be it in the name of the Most High God, and so it is. Remove it from all parties involved, Michael. Cut all of its attachments and connections. Remove it permanently from Vicky's domain. Remove it from all ability to connect with Vicky by any means directly or indirectly, now and forevermore. So be it in God's holy name, and so it is. Remove it from its source host, whatever that may be. Michael, please cut and cauterize all sorts of connections, bring this entity presence and energy to Vicky. Oh, for Christ's sake, it's your PC. No way. Yep. What the hell? Yes, I told you, they're full of this shit. Michael, please clear and shield the energies of Vicky's, Vicky's PC. Remove this entity from it. Take it into the light. To be dealt with according to God's will. Remove it and all of its energies and programs from her PC. Clear all entity energies and all negative energies and attachments from her PC. Cut and cauterize all cords of attachment between Vicky and the PC. And place a cloaking shield once more around this PC, beloved Michael, to remain here for the remainder of the day. So be it and so it is. Where's that come from? Is that from a website I've accessed or what? Yeah, if you're connected to the internet, they're there. Could it be from people I've done a reading for? Because their readings are on this PC. I know they're most no, it, no, it it's the internet. Yeah. Period, end of story. If you are connected to the internet, these things are there. And, you know, they're connected to you. So especially if 
you know, whatever you're using the PC for, you know, is, is connecting you to different things. Um, and and whatever you're resonating with is pulling these things toward you. So you had this other dark spirit that was attacking you from this woman. And so there was an energy to that that was being transmitted or, or vibrating from you that was being picked up. So, and it's not like, remember, it's not like these things are actually coming through your machine to you. Subtle energies, they're just riding on the wave, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they're there. They're attached to the Internet energies and wavelengths. They're attached to certain places um, representative, re- represented in the Internet. We see these places on our screens as you know, as words and pictures and all that kind of stuff, but they're truly nothing but energy. And so these things are attached to that. And, you know, it just comes through. So um, if nothing else, start asking Michael to put um, cloaking shields, to clear the energies of these things and to put cloaking shields around them because a cloaking shield keeps crap that's attached to them coming through them out to you. Yeah. Keeps that crap from attaching to you. Hey, I've been asking him to clear the EMF. Is it EMF or EMI energy? And the EMF, yeah. EMF, EMF, that's it. And the, uh, you know, ET, potential ET energy. I've only done that a couple of times this week when I felt, when I felt it necessary, when it's popped into my head, actually, because sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, but yeah, definitely I'll start I start doing that religiously. Yeah, because they're there. You know, I can be sitting here, and, and I started like, okay, Michael, I'm fine when I'm not in the rest of the house. I come sit here in the office at my PC, and all of a sudden I feel like I'm under attack, and it's just coming through the laptop. Yeah. You know, the same thing with your phone. Mm. Okay, and you'll notice. If you get sensitive to the cords of attachment and where those attachments are, they're going to be in in your forehead. Yeah, the forehead and the back of your head, in the back of your head or your neck. Mm. They're there. So, um, yeah, just get yourself shielded. Beloved Archangel Michael, please clear now all remaining um, negative and dense energies associated with both this uh, both the psychic attack and this entity intrusion from Vicky and from her domain and from me. Thank you, Michael. And restore your shields around us and your protection of us. Remove all remaining entity attachments and energies from us now, Michael. So be it, and so it is. Taint amount to a bloody migraine. This that's what it feels like. The what? It's it's almost like it feels like a migraine when it happens. Mm-hmm which is what I felt like since I've been off work. And I all felt, like I said to Matt, I said, well, I have felt like shit last week because I've more or less told the universe I want to feel ill because I'm trying to keep up this pretense with work. 
Um, but now I don't need to because I've been signed off. But it's almost as though I said to him, well, I kind of put this in my own path, really, feeling like shit because I've, I've basically lied to myself, telling myself I feel like shit. But then I thought to myself, everything's going fine, so why do I feel like shit? That genuinely started to come down with what felt like a fucking almighty, um, almighty migraine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, I've done this to myself. But then again, I haven't because I have been under attack. But what worries me is that I don't know if I'd have got there doing that investigatory work and knowing that that was Gwyn if, if I'd have been with you. You see, like, because I'm... Yeah, you would. Doubting myself. But yeah, you are. You have, to, you have to just sit down with it and do the investigation and say, okay, where is this coming from? What is going on here? You know, where is this? Oh, Michael, please remove this negative entity, its attachments and energies from Vicky's domain now. Remove from her the source of it. Caught her eyes, all cords of attachment, bringing her this garbage, beloved Michael. Okay, so you need to sit down this afternoon after we get done, and you need to clear yourself big time, and you need to disconnect from work and everything that has to do with that because. The minute that connection had to do with your job. I thought you meant the new job. You mean the- no? Well, right now this connection has to do with your with the job that you're you're just done with, the one that you're leaving. Right. Okay. That one that just came in. All of that nasty energy is associated and connected to that job. So as soon as you start talking about it, you're opening up that connection and all that shit's coming in. So you need to close it off, clear yourself from the energy, ask to clear the energy at the other end of it as much as possible. Which she is doing now. Okay, so you're done with that job. Let's ask, except for your paychecks, we're going to call in the angel Shekinah now. And we're going to ask Shekinah to bring you into total separation from that job, from its domain, and everything in it. Michael to cut and call around all words of attachment and other attachments and connections to it. And everybody in it. And so it is. 
Beloved Shekinah, please maintain your separation as it, is, as it is, except for the last couple of paychecks, no longer a part of Vicky's life. And help her transition from this old job and position into the glorious new one she is getting ready to prepare for. Thank you. Take a few deep breaths and accept that clearing and disconnection. Feel a release. Do you know if it's first time in a, in a while I've not felt foggy? I mean, I, I feel like the fog is clearing a bit. Do you know yeah. when you take you? Do you know when you? You've not had glasses on for a while, and you put your glasses on, and everything comes clear. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like that. Mm. I'm tired with it. I'm t- I'm knackered with it, but I feel. And that's just relaxation because there's so much tension connected to that. Mm. That that you have just been living with that you haven't even realized. But that's just gotta be released. Once more, all we had to do was talk about it. Mm-hmm. Michael, please clear, cut and cauterize this port of connection and remove the entity presences that are that are a part of it. And Vicki, her domain and from its source house. Take this entity into the light, Michael, into God's divine heart. Be dealt with according to his will. Beloved Archangel Michael, beloved Mir, please shield and protect Vicky from any further intrusions and attachments from the job she has left. And everything contained within it and part of it in its domain. You're probably going to have to keep doing that over the next few days Mm. because you're still so strongly attached to it. Beloved Sandalfon, please come now to Vicki and and release from her all that is draining her energies that does not serve her. And may I help her to release these things? Help her to release Michael and Stamara, all attachments and near, all attachments to the people that she served at the job. 
Yeah. Yeah, you've been accepting attachments for all of, all the patients. Oh God. Shit. Why? Because I felt it was my duty to look after them. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like you consciously said, "Oh, I'm going to do this." They have de- they depended on you, so they were attaching to you, and you were just accepting those attachments. I've been thinking about them a lot. Yeah. Despite what the fuck charge I work for, what I think of them, you couldn't even spell my fucking name correctly. Oh my Let it go. Mm, Let it go. What does it matter? It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter. Let it be. Mm. In the course of your life and of world history, it doesn't fucking matter. Okay? Yeah. All right. You are not worth any less in this world because they spelled your name wrong. I know. Okay? Yeah. All right. Have those start with patience. Put it in perspective. Mm. Start concentrating and putting your energy to the things that are important. That's not one of them. I know. Okay. So if you're going to beat yourself up about anything, beat yourself up about that. <laughs> Vicki, why are you paying attention to all the odd certain shit? Thanks, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get to this last thing. And again, we're not going to get to the angels to call on. We'll get there next week. We have to next week. Because it's one thirty already. Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, okay. So parallel lifelines is the last thing that we're going to go over. And there are people who will be, don't, you know, don't believe in that stuff. Mm. Uh, and there are other people that are think that I'm like out of my mind, you know, when I even talk about dealing with, you know, because and people that admit to the possibility of parallel lifelines existing still think that they're totally separate entities. You know, that there should never be a, a, a crossover and there shouldn't ever be a crossover between them. If you if you parallel life lifeline in though, you know, it's part of you're part of the same soul because it means you want to try and get shit done quicker. Well, I don't know about whether it's getting stuff done quicker, it's just a matter of having different experiences. Like a multitude of things. In the same environment. Yeah. Okay taking and approaching things a little bit differently. Say in one lifeline, you know, you may not meet Matt. Yeah. You know, it may be somebody else, even though you're still living in London doing the work that you do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But, you know, a lot of times people will connect or consciously connect. There is is work out there where people um, consciously connect with other lifelines uh, in which, say, issues that they may be having in this lifetime either didn't exist or have been solved. 
And they want to import the solution into this lifeline. Yeah, so they go looking for it and bringing it back. Yes. Or um, in work I've done with clients, we've gone uh, to and, and asked Raziel to help us find a lifeline that contained healed patterns and restored patterns, um, you know, of, of some kind that were needed to, to be restored to a person that they would operate in a better way. Mm. You know, the way they were meant to operate before everything got discombobulated. Mm. Um, And I had another client who, and and she didn't under, you know, she knew because when I first brought this up to her in a session, it was like, oh my God, you know, she had somebody from another lifeline actually was connected to her and almost, you know, almost inserted herself into into this person's life. Almost like a possession. So it wasn't that she was ever going to meet them. It was just like they were almost like an entity, but a living entity. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's like that person was living with her inside yeah. the same, inside the same skin. Oh, God. And, you know, she thought that she thought there was something weird because of, of different things that, that went on. And she had sensed this. Um, so that when I came out with it, I said, this may sound a little weird, but you have an, a, a being from another lifeline who is connected to you and like living through you. She understood it because she felt it. Right. Right. She knew. She was like, yeah, I knew no. You would know whether there was a parasite, because when we have a cold, we know some things took up residence. Yeah, there there were just things that, like, decisions she was making or things that, that you know, she wanted that she was being guided away from and she was guiding, being guided towards it, that she really didn't know why she was being guided toward it. Um, things like that uh, were going on. Uh, this this person came from another... She had that attached to her. Mm-hmm. And I... And what happened was that it was actually a person who had passed on in that other lifeline. Yeah. And for some reason attached themselves to this client in this lifeline. Jeez. Don't know, I still don't know exactly why. And I think part of it had to do with that this client of mine had lost a daughter. Yeah. That she was grieving deeply about. And she was looking for connection to her daughter, mm. you know, just missing her terribly. And I have a and I have a sneaking suspicion that this grieving and this desire to connect with her her um, daughter who had passed on opened the doorway to this other lifeline, to the other daughter, or just another spirit, just this other other spirit who had passed on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and allow this other spirit who had passed on and didn't want to, yeah, to have another body to be be attached to. Oh my God! So yeah, talk about mess. <laughs> you see, see why I love what I do so much. You never know what you're going to come up with. There's always so much stuff involved in all of this. 
You know, so we not only had to take this spirit and send it on into the light, but then we had to, you know, remove all of its all of the effects and the stuff that it had caused within this client's life. And then we had to close up the the, the portal and the tear between the, the two different lifelines. How the hell did you do that? You know, and get that back in order. Well, you know, we, we just call upon um, Shekinah. Yeah. The angel of unity, which of unity, the other side of that is separation. Um, and asked Shekinah to, and and I called on Eophiel, who is the angel, called the angel of beauty, but um, basically is the angel of patterns, like fractals. Um, Eophiel is the angel in charge, and all of her her angels working under her, in charge of creating the the structures that matter will inhabit. Will pop. Like, like DNA structure. No, not DNA. If you think about the energetic structure of, say, a leaf. Yeah, it's very intricate, isn't it? The energetic structure is what Eophiel and her angels create, and then it is filled in from the physical energies of, of Mother Earth and the fairies and Ariel. Yeah, because the first, the first etheric body for us is the carbon body, isn't it? They are exact replica matrix of our aura, you know, like talking light bodies, auric fields. Yeah, and if you think about it, think of it like a coloring book. Yeah. Yofiel creates the image in the coloring book, and then Ariel and the, and the nature divas and fairies fill it in. Yeah, bring it to life. Yeah, you know, so that's what Yofiel does. So you call on, on Shekinah and Yofiel to close. Those portals and bring them back into separation to restore them to their to their um, intended separation and state of being and to close off those portals and you know permanently. Mm. And then you know you have to make sure that you're releasing you know bonds of attachment that may have formed between the client and the other lifeline uh, as well, so they don't go inadvertently digging into it again. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It um it's always involved. There's nothing if you if in your mind you're looking for things to be cut and dried, so okay, this is happening. I know what to do now and do it and boom and it's done. It's not gonna happen. You know, very you know, once there are when you've got the entities like we just messed with today, you know, we found them and we got rid of them. That's pretty much, yeah, okay, we got the entities. But when you get to the rest of this stuff that's bringing in negative situations, the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, there's always something going on. But the, the pair, and I also have had, um, in one of the parallel lifelines that I was in, on behalf of one of my clients, apparently there was, um, he had actually messed in a parallel lifeline himself what before I had gotten to doing anything with that, with with him. What, he's, he's gone digging for shit to see if one was active? Well, no, he was just digging in parallel lifelines to see what was there and, you know, could he connect with something that would be helpful for him. You know, he was looking for solutions. 
but um, apparently there were already um, there were McNasties in those lifelines, other lifelines. And in my work with with um, this client, I apparently pissed them off because I wound up being under attack by a McNasty from another lifeline. Oh my God! Just for the beauty of stepping in trying to resolve it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I pissed them off. I, I interfered with their territory, and they didn't like that. Mm. So um, it was like just attack time. But, you know, the mostly I experienced that because Michael wanted me to know that it was possible. Yeah. That, that there is, you know, that, that it's just one, of, one more of those things that exist. You did, well, you did say to me, they'll find a way to get in the back door, and if it means fucking, fucking lifetime, <laughs> yeah. and I guess you can do it. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, but it, it isn't like an entity can come to you from another lifetime without you ever having opened the door for them to do that. Yeah, I guess until you open that portal, that availability. Yeah. Know. Right. I mean, can you actually, can you actually, like, sort of speak out loud that you want to? discover it and it open a portal or is it something that you've got to put as anything you've got to put thought into it or what well i just i know what i what i'm looking for um but i asked raziel and trust in the angels to find the best possible solution i mean like i mean like say now if i was interested in discovering parallel lifelines could i state that i wanted to get involved in that and then shit come through to me because i've asked for it or what Oh, well, you know, you don't want to, you don't say it in that way. You just, you know, you acknowledge that they exist. Mm. And if there is, you know, you could say, and you're always going to do this in the temple under protection. And ask Michael to protect you and shield you from any, you know, ill effects of, of and ill and unintended effects of, of the work that you're doing. Um, and, you know, say say you wanted to find a solution to something. And you could ask to be shown a solution that was found in another lifeline. Wow. You know, that doesn't mean you're necessarily breaching that other lifeline. Yeah, because you're doing it under um, protection. Right. You're asking to be shown what's already there. And, and Raziel would have record of that. Yeah. And be able to show you based on the Akashic Records in that other lifetime. See how see how awesome all of this is? Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh-huh. I'm never ever gonna be as qualified as you to know everything that's going on. <laughs> God count your blessings. <laughs> um okay. So we are gonna have to call it quits for now. No worries. But I have here a, a list of the angels that you're most often going to call on to do this kind of work. It's Michael, Raziel, Shekinah, and Raphael. Yeah. Are are the four major ones. On occasion, you may ask in in other ones. Um, but those are the four major ones. And then we'll work on uh, fleshing that out a little bit more and helping spirits cross into the light next week. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe a, cu- a couple other things. Um We'll do a uh, an exam. Oh, yeah, so kind of 
kind of study up. I'm not going to ask you. I may ask you to do a demo of um, removing a curse or removing an entity. And the reason I haven't given you set formulas for removing these curses and vows and things. You want to see how far I'm going to go, don't you, to, to get rid of it, who I'm going to call in. Yeah, I kind of want you to get comfortable with being able to do it without trying to be, without being uncomfortable about memorizing it and whether you've got it right. Yeah, because I find that this is the trouble trying to read the prayers in the three stage that I'm doing at the moment in the morning. I feel like I'm just reading it, not feeling it. Right. And I had it down. I had it down before that came to me, before we started in the shower in the morning, and it felt a lot punchier when my own words were going in. Mm-hmm. But I don't want this the important thing, like my bio fields and, you know, and, and just a simple instruction like that, because yeah. that tells Michael exactly what I want. And I might not convey to him what I want if I don't, if I just give it in Vicky style, do you know what I mean? Right. And, that, and that's, why, that's why I said I've given you basic instructions about what needs to be done. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it to you how to word it to make that happen. Because it has to be true to me. And I guess, you well, know. You have to be feeling it and connected. Yeah, because each time is going to be different, isn't it? I yes, mean, absolutely. You've got to be so connected that as you're going, um, what you need to do next is coming to you. Mm-hmm. Because there are times, there are times, and you heard me kind of stop a little bit while we were clearing that that um, stuff from you. You heard me stop a couple of times. You were trying to, you were sussing it out, there, weren't you? Yeah, I was basically like, okay, are we done here? What's next? What what am I feeling? Where is this coming from? What do we need to do next? Is there more? Um, was you know that conversation that that's going on between me and the angels um, while I'm working. And that's that's what you have to get comfortable with is being in that connection. It's um, well, you are. It is like well, it is exactly like mediumship because you're having a you're having a two-way conversation whilst you're delivering a message with the spirit you're delivering it from, aren't you? Uh huh. You know, so really, it's like your ventriloquist. You know. Yeah, well, I don't know about ventriloquists because I'm not repeating their words. I'm saying what I want to have done, but I'm receiving information from them about what more may need to be done. I don't, I don't mean like that. I mean you've got to appear, or almost it's, it, it's almost as though you don't look like you're having a conversation, but you are having a conversation. It's got to look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's right. Like, you know, the mind is moving, but the lips are. The lips talking or whatever, but all in the background. Mm-hmm. Going on and you know it's. You know. Yeah, because while I'm talking and saying things, there's still a part of me that's carrying on this conversation. Yeah. About what needs to be done next. Yeah. And it's really funny. I had a client who was all about, wow, you know so much and you can do so much and your knowledge base is so impressive, because I would be going through and. And, you know, calling on the angels to do this and to do that and to do the other thing. It's like, whoa, you know so much. So impressed. And I said, well, I hate to burst your bubble. But I don't know all this stuff. I don't pretend to know it. I don't want my ego mind to get involved enough to, quote, unquote, know it. Yeah. Because I depend when I'm doing those kind of healing sessions 
totally upon the guidance of the angels. They are telling me what needs to be done. And basically, I am calling them in to do it. Yes. Because that's what has to be done in a free will universe. Yeah, the need the need being right. Yeah, I'm acting as their proxy as a proxy for the angels and the person that I'm healing. The intermediary. So, you know, they know what needs to be done. The minute I get in the middle of it and trying assuming that I have some idea of what needs to be done, then I've lost my effectiveness. Yeah. Because I put my ego mind back in the way. Mm. That's why I have been working on these on on these uh, essences, and I have been in, I was in label hell for two days. So I'm still not out because of trying to get the labels to print out the way I want them to print out. I just can't get them laid out on the on the page the right way, even when I'm using the program. So um, I'm working on that. You know, figuring out the shipping end of things and packaging and all of this kind of stuff. It's it's just been just been crazy. And part of it, there's been you know some learning curve to go on with using the programs and all. Like Word doesn't do what it used to do uh, in in the labeling area. Um, my um, publisher program doesn't allow you to pick from a list of things like the Word thing does when you're doing labels and stuff. It just has a very limited um, assortment. So, uh, you know, and the way that the way they're operating and do things is totally different that I'm having to relearn. And I'll tell you what, my mind is so not used to working in that way in a 3D mental model of the world that I really had a lot of resistance. Yeah, because you're anchoring so much light. It's that you're used to working on your gut and your well, on what you've been given in your head. Yeah, it's not that my mind hasn't been working. It's just that I haven't been forced to work in these ways and under those restrictions. It's like taking a laxative. Instead of squeezing the shit out your ass, it just gets really relaxed and you don't <laughs> much with it. It's yeah. just the same. If you don't use the muscle, you forget how to work it. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I like to use that. I like to use that analogy, Chris. Do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> Love the toilet humor. <laughs> All right, I'm going to turn off the recording. Okay. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> For some reason, say. it hasn't been letting me turn it off. I don't understand why. Something left to do still, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know, don't know, don't know. I know you're on a schedule. We were going to do that thing with Matt and Vows with his ex, but we can do that next time. Well, you can go ahead and do it. Well, I don't. I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to say, did I, really? And I, I, you're just. You're just going to ask to ask. You know, Raziel and and uh, Shekinah, because it, it being a marriage thing to. Um, release all, all vows and connections and re- erase all that stuff from their Akashic record. Give it a shot. That can be that can be your homework for the week. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll douse I'll do the muscle testing, dousing. Um am I asking my am I just asking or am I asking my higher self when to do the muscle testing? Well you're just when you do the muscle testing, you're just saying something, you know, that you know is true. 
Yeah. To see to see whether you know you're getting the right response or not. Right. So I don't need to say higher self because I'm not using my true signal. No. No. You're just saying you know my name is Vicky and if and if your fingers open up when you say my name is Vicky, okay. then you know your energy's screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> All right, my dear. All right, darling. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. I'll get this um, essences out to you this week. No worries. No rush. But I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I know. I'm looking forward to you having them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see if I dream anything on the day that you make it. <laughs> make it. It'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. All right, my dear. Bye. Good Bye. luck. Take care. Speak All right. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, so now we go back here. Are you going to allow me to end?
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.